الخامس عشر we come to the 15th hadith عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه وأرضاه قال and so from Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنه the 15th hadith قال he said قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he said من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر and whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him say a good word, or remain quiet. Let him say a good word, or let him remain quiet, silent. And whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him honor and be generous and kind to his neighbor. And whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him honor and be generous and kind to his guest. Rawah al-Bukhari wa Muslim. That hadith was recorded by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. Now, in this hadith, ayyul ikhwah, the messenger of Allah s.a.w. he began by saying, man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. And he said this three times within this hadith. And he mentioned three affairs. Yani the affair of the tongue. The affair of the tongue. And likewise, yani so the actions of the tongue, this is the first. And the second, the actions of a person towards his neighbor. And the third, the actions of a person towards his guest. And before all of them, man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir. And whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him do these things. And so here, the Messenger of Allah, he, he, he mentioned, man kana yu'minu billah. Whoever believes in Allah, wal yawmil akhir. And the last day. These two pillars of Iman. And we know that the pillars of Iman are more than this. There are six. However, here the Messenger of Allah he mentioned, Man kana yu'minu billah, whoever believes in Allah, waliyomil akhir, and the last day. These two pillars of Iman. Whoever believes in Allah, because the, the, the belief in Allah and Iman in Allah is usul usus. Yani that is the greatest pillar and foundation from all of the foundations in Islam. And from all of those pillars in Iman, those six pillars in Iman, or of Iman, then the belief in Allah is the first pillar and the greatest pillar from all of them. Because whoever doesn't believe in Allah, then he doesn't believe in malaikati. In his angels, wa and his messengers, wa and his books, al-akhir and the last day, and likewise al-qadr, khayrihi wa sharrihi, qadr of Allah, it's good and it's bad. 
Naam. And so whoever doesn't believe in Allah, he doesn't believe in the rest of these pillars. Whoever doesn't believe in Allah, then by default he doesn't believe in the angels. He doesn't believe in the, in the, in the books and the messengers and the last day and the qadr. However, the opposite. Whoever believes in Allah, does that mean he believes in the rest of the pillars? Hmm? Not necessarily. Naam. Yani there are those who believe in Allah and that which comes after it from yani the non-Muslims other than the Muslims, yani from the Jews and Christians. They believe in the angels. The Nasara and the Yehud. They believe in the angels. They believe uh, in the messengers, in the books, Yawm Al-Akhir, and so on. And even from them, those who believe in the Qadr. Hatta, remember, ayyul ikhwa, that the, the mushrikeen, the Arabs in the time of the messenger of Allah who were not Jews, and they were not Christians, they believed in Allah. They believed in Allah, in the, in the existence of Allah, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And we took this in the kitab, Al-Qawaid Al-Arba'ah. When we explained the book, Al-Qawaid Al-Arba'ah, the mushrikeen, that they were muqirrun, they affirmed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, ra- the khaliq, the creator. He is the provider. Al-Muhi wa Mumit, the one who gives life and takes life. They believed in all of this. They believed in all of that. And even in some other, other pillars in, of, of, of Iman. Yani they believed in Qadr. They believed in Qadr. How do you know that the Mushrikeen believed in Qadr? We're not talking about the Jews and Christians, we're talking about who? The Mushrikeen. How do we know that the Mushrikeen believed in Qadr? We know that they believed in Allah, because Allah mentions in, in more than one place in the Quran that if you were to ask them who, uh, yani who, to whom belongs everything that is within the heavens and the earth, who, who gives life and takes life, and so on, say, Allah, they will say Allah. But how do we know that they believed in Qadr? Shaykh Tatab ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that, the, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in the Qur'an. سَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا Those who were mushrikeen, and used to commit shirk with Allah. سَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا لَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ مَا أَشْرَكْنَا If Allah hadn't willed, and it's the qadr of Allah, if Allah hadn't willed, then we wouldn't have committed shirk. Huh? مَا أَشْرَكْنَا وَلَا أَبَاؤُنَا Nor our fathers. So they believed in Qadr. Yani this did not happen except from the Qadr of Allah. However, that is false. Yani Allah does not compel the servants to commit shirk. And we know there's a difference between the Qadr, al-Kawni, and the Qadr Shariyah. Yani there is the commands from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Him alone, to stay away from a shirk. But then there is that Qadr and the commands within, within the creation, yani the qadr of Allah, and that which Allah allows to take place within His creation, that which opposes His commands. So they commit shirk with Allah. Allah is not pleased with that, nor has He commanded them with that, or forced them to do that. But they believed in qadr. They believed in qadr. However, even though they believed in these things, it didn't, it didn't uh, make them uh, become Muslim. It wasn't enough for them to become Muslim. Likewise, they believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above the arsh. The mushrikeen, they believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above the arsh. How do we know that? 
How do we know that the mushrikeen, in the time of the messenger, believe that Allah SWT is above the arsh? There was acts who owns the arsh. In Surah Al-Mu'mineen, say to them, to whom belongs the seven heavens? And who is the Lord of the Rabb, the arsh al-azim? The great throne, they will say Allah. So they believed in this. But again, this was not enough for them to enter into Islam. Now, so someone who believes in Allah doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to believe in the rest of the pillars. But coming back to this hadith and the Messenger of Allah, he mentioned two pillars from the pillars of Iman. Whoever believes in Allah and the last day. He mentioned the, the belief in Allah because it is Usul Usus. It is the greatest foundation, the greatest pillar. Hmm? To remind us concerning the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Yawm al-Akhir, why? To remind us that there's going to come that day when we're going to meet Him. Now, this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, is sinul hadith. It is the brother of that hadith. That hadith that we took already. من حسن إسلام المرء تركه ما لا يعني That from the perfection of a man's Islam تركه ما لا يعني is that he abandons and leaves that which doesn't concern him, that which does not benefit him. This is the brother of that hadith that the scholars they mention. يعني due to the connection in the meaning. And they passed by us also that statement of uh, the Imam Ibn Abi Zayd al-Qirawani, that which we mentioned when he said, Jima'a, Jima'a, Adab al-Khayr, Tatafarra' min arba'at ahadith. That, yani all of good mannerisms and good character stems from four hadith. What were those hadith for those who were present? Anyone remember? Min husli Islam al that one that we just mentioned from the profession of a man's Islam is that he abandons that which uh, doesn't concern him. That's one. La taqdab. Don't become angry. Naam. Which is the next hadith after this hadith. Hadith Saris uh, Ashar, the 16th hadith. Naam. That's two. The third. La yu'minu ahadukum. Hatta yuhibba li akhi. None of you truly believes and with that iman that is kamil and complete up until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. The fourth hadith. Hmm? Fourth hadith. This is going to be the easiest from the fourth. Today's hadith. Which is Whoever believes in Allah on the last day then let him say a good word or else let him remain silent and whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him honor and be generous and kind to his neighbor, neighbor and likewise to his yes. his guests. Now, hey now, so in this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, we see that there is the encouragement for the person to leave off that speech where wherein, yani there is no khairi. Within that hadith, within that kalam, and within that speech. And this is connected to Iman. 
Because from the completions of one's Iman and one's Islam is, as we mentioned before that hadith, is to abandon that which doesn't benefit him. And that is why Fudal ibn Iyad, the Tabi'i, from the second generation, the Imam, rahimahullah, he said, مَنْ عَدَّ كَلَامَهُ مِنْ عَمَلِهِ قَلَّ كَلَامَهُ فِي مَا لَا يَعْنِي He said, whoever considers and counts his speech from his actions, because speech is action. And when you, once, once you uh, get your head around the fact that your, spe- your speech is also action, it's recorded against you. It's your actions, recorded down. Whoever considered he, considers his speech from his actions, قَلَّ كَلَامَهُ قَلَّ كَلَامَهُ يعني, He doesn't speak as much. He's not going to speak as much now. He doesn't speak as much. And he reduces that speech of his. In that which, that which doesn't concern him. Now, whenever there, has, there comes in the hadith, because this is coming in, in a number of hadith. Yeah, whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then this is either for targhib or tarheeb. Targhib or tarheeb. Yani, it either comes to encourage a person, in, to encourage a person to, to act and to perform those actions, or it comes to disencourage a person and to, to, to instill fear into that person, not to perform that thing. And so, if the wording, man kana yu'minu billahi wal comes with a command, that which comes after it is a command to do something, then that is targhib. It's an encouragement to do that action. Yani so, he does that action because he remembers he's going to meet Allah on the last day. And so he wants that reward on that last day. So he does that action hoping to meet Allah and that action to be accepted from Allah. And so he, he, get, he receives the reward from that action. Likewise, if it comes with a prohibition after it, whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him not do so-and-so. A, 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 a prohibition. Something that is haram for you to do. Then that is targhib, to instill fear into you. To disencourage you. Yani, so it reminds you that when I meet Allah on that last day, I'm going to stay away from this, from this action because I want to meet Allah on that last day. And so I avoid His punishment. Wadih, is that clear? Now, Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him say, What? Khayran. Let him say good. Let him say a good word. Let him speak with good speech. And khayr is khayran, ayyul ikhwa. When we say khayr, to speak a good word, it's of two types. Khayran, two, two. It means, yani, uh, when we say good speech, good speech is of two kinds, two types. There is that speech which is khayr fil maqal nafsi. That speech which, which in and of itself, the speech is is good. Yeah, for example, dhikr of Allah. The, 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 that speech itself 
in and of itself is good. It's khair. So dhikr of Allah, tasbih, tahmeed. Yani tasbih to say subhanallah. Tahmeed to say alhamdulillah. Tahleel to say la ilaha illallah. Qura'atul Qur'an, to read the Qur'an. Ta'aleem al-ilm, to teach knowledge. Yani specifically the sharia, Islam, and so on. To command the good, forbid the evil. This is pure, purely khayr. Purely khayr. Now, and then the second type is khayr fil muradi bihi. Yani, in and of itself is not good. Yani, you can't say that thing itself or that speech there is good, but what's intended by it is good. And so, for example, when you meet your brother and you say, Kayf al haal. You say, how are you? Kayf uh, al how's your family? How, how's everything? You alright? And so on. This, this speech itself is not, it's not good. In the sense, um, compared to that which we just mentioned. But what's intended by it is good. And you tend to meet your brother, and to يعني, put, put joy into his heart, يعني, by asking him how he is, to show that you're concerned, to show your love for him, and so on. And to put closeness between you. Naam, so what uh, is intended here is good. But the speech itself, then it, يعني, uh, it's, it could be used, that speech itself can be used. And يعني, it, may not, it, يعني, it may just may be um, uh, speech, ordinary speech, which comes from a person who doesn't intend يعني, any khair from it. يعني, for, example, for example, the non-Muslim, who may say that same speech that you say as a Muslim to your brother, but he says it, but يعني, he may just say it out, out of, يعني, just saying it, that's, that's the norm. And على أي حال, he's not rewarded for it anyway, even if he intended to um, يعني, uh, put joy into the one who he's um, يعني, addressing. And that is because Yani he 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 uh, uh, يعني hasn't come with that first condition, that first condition uh, of any action being accepted, and that is ikhlas. Allah subhanahu wa taala, whatever good deed he comes with, it is not accepted because even even if it is something which agrees with the shara, agrees with Islam, it's not accepted from him because he doesn't have that iman in Allah. He doesn't act, he doesn't do that action purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Now. Other than these two يعني, uh, types of speech, يعني, when, when we're talking about khair, then either the kalam is khair, of, يعني, with these two types, or it is hmm? shar, evil. But there's also speech that is mubah, allowed, allowed, hmm? يعني, talking about, um, I don't know, sports, hobbies and so on. You meet your brother and that's what you talk to him about. And you don't intend to just pass time. It's mubah. But again, some of the uh, scholars, they mention that the salaf, because the salaf, they are, they are our example, the early Muslims of this ummah. And we're going to look at some of the statements concerning this mawdu and this topic, topic of speech and the topic of remaining silent when yani, that is required. That, yani, they, the Salaf, they would stay away from even that speech which is mubah, that speech which that speech which is allowed, 
from fear that it would lead them to yani the, the wasting of time and yani even greater than that yani into that speech which yani which leads on from from that speech yani that speech which is sharh and evil backbiting and lying and so on now there's also a comment in the hadith narrated also by Abu Harara radiyallahu ta'ala anhu wherein the messenger of Allah sallallahu he said إِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيْتَكَلَّمْ بِالْكَلِمَةِ مِنْ رِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ لَا يُلْقِ لَهَا بَالًا نعم That a man or a servant لَيْتَكَلَّمْ بِكَلِمَةِ That he speaks a word مِنْ رِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ يعني a word that brings about the pressure of Allah لَا يُلْقِ لَهَا بَالًا يعني he doesn't even realize what he's saying He doesn't pay any attention to it but it's a good word. A word and some speech which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَرْفَعُهُ اللَّهُ بِهَا دَرَجَاتِ Now, but By way of which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise his level in Jannah. But he doesn't realize a single word, a good word. And you say a good word, don't underestimate a good word. A good word, by way of it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise the level of his servant. Now. وَإِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيْتَكَلَّمْ بِكَلِمَةِ مِنْ سَخَطِ اللَّهِ And a servant, he says a word, that which brings about the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَا يُلْقِي لَهَا بَالًا He doesn't even think about what he's saying, he doesn't think about the consequences. Hmm? What's his reward? Naam, he's dragged to the hellfire due to it. Drugged to the hellfire and thrown into the fire due to it. That word, he didn't even realize. Yeah, and he didn't pay any ten- attention to yeah, any the consequences of what he's saying. One word, maybe. Two words. Single sentence. And due to it, thrown into the fire. Now. Likewise, we have in that hadith, that hadith wherein the messenger of Allah, he said to Ma'ad ibn Jabal, he said, Kuffa alayka hadha. And he pointed to his tongue. He said, withhold this. Yani your tongue. Hold your tongue, he said. Hold your tongue. And so, Mu'ad ibn Jabal, he said, Ya Rasulullah, وَإِنَّا بِمَا نَتَكَلَّمَ بِهِ He said, are we Brought to account. Are we brought to account for that which we say, that which we speak with? And so the Messenger of Allah he said, وَهَلْ يَكُبُّ النَّاسِ فِي النَّارِ عَلَىٰ وُجُوهِهِمْ أَوْ عَلَىٰ مَنَاخِرِهِمْ That are not the people or other people not thrown into the fire on their faces, on their noses hmm? except for illa. لحسائد ألسنتهم يعني except for that which their tongues their tongues have يعني have earned what their tongues have earned يعني due to that thrown into the fire due to speech now and so a person's belief in the last day and in that his belief in Allah and that last day, and in that fire, 
in that Jahannam, that fire that we're talking about, then that should encourage a person and instill fear into a person. Yani concerning his, his tongue. Concerning his tongue. And it should make a person protect his tongue. And in this is an indication, even though the tongue is mentioned here. And in this hadith, the hadith wherein the Messenger of Allah, he said this to Mu'ad, but also the hadith in topic. The speech is mentioned, the tongue is mentioned. But in that itself is an indication, is an indication that the rest of the jawarih, the rest of the limbs, come along with that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and he, it applies to the rest of the limbs. But the tongue is yeah, the most severe from yeah, those limbs. Yeah, that which is, it's easy for a person, easy for a person to enter the fire and be punished due to a single word. And he doesn't even realize. He doesn't pay attention. He didn't even realize. But because, but because of that one word, or that sentence that he spoke with, he's thrown into the fire. And that is why we have that hadith. Where in the Messenger of Allah he said, Man yadman li, and whoever guarantees for me, ma bayna lahiyyi. Whoever guarantees, guarantees for me, that which is between, yani his, 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 yani his lips. Hmm? Yani between his mustache and his, and his beard, yani what is that? His tongue. Whoever guarantees that, yani he protects it from falling into that bad speech. Whether that is from lying and namima, spreading rumors and backbiting and so on, or false speech. And whoever guarantees that, and he guarantees to protect his tongue. And that which is between his two legs, and his private part, whoever protects that. Protects his tongue and protects his private part. Admin lahu Jannah. I guarantee for him Jannah. I guarantee for him Jannah. Beautiful speech, ayah oh, al-ikhwa. Wallahi, this affair of the tongue, how many of us so easily fall into those affairs, ayah oh, al-ikhwa, where if we're not ourselves speaking with that which is haram, then we يعني, give ear to those who speak with that which is haram. From backbiting. From backbiting, from lying, from uh, يعني, any type of speech. Wherein there is no benefit in that speech. And the Salaf Ayyul Ikhwa, as I mentioned them before, and as I said about them, the Kalam Salaf, Qalil, Kathir al Fa'idah. This is how they were. كلام السلف قليل كثير الفائدة وكلام الخلف كثير قليل الفائدة. يعني again كلام السلف قليل. The speech of the salaf is very little. كثير الفائدة but has much benefit. وكلام الخلف and the speech of those who come after them, the later ones. كثير have much speech, lot to say. But but very little benefit. And this is how the Salaf were. They feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their speech was to the point. And they only spoke with that which 
يعني concern them. And he's mentioned ayyul ikhwa that in the Suhuf of Ibrahim that يعني it was it was said من عد كلامه من عمله قل كلامه. And whoever uh, يعني considers his speech to be from his actions then يعني he, he won't speak as much. Similar to that which Fudal ibn Iyad uh, he mentioned that which we read before. Luqman to his son that he said لو كان الكلام من فضة that if speech is from فضة silver كان السكوت من ذهب that if speech is from silver then silence is from gold نعم and even Ibn Mubarak, he, he explained this. He said, لو كان الكلام في طاعة الله من فضة that if speech, speech in the obedience to Allah, and that which is pleasing to Allah, is from silver, لكان السكوت من, يعني, أو, أو, لكان السكوت عن مأسية الله من ذهب. So to remain quiet, يعني, from that speech which involves disobedience to Allah, then that is from gold. Nah. Likewise, some of them they said, "Utrukul kalam, utrukul kalam, illa fima la buddamin." Yani abandon speech, except for that which la buddamin, hmm? except for that which is necessary. Only speak with that which is necessary. Utrukul kalam, yani abandon speech, illa fima la buddamin, except for that which is necessary. وَتْرُكْ طَلَبُ الدُّنْيَا And abandon seeking and searching seeking the dunya this worldly life إِلَّا فِيمَا لَبُدَّ مِنْ Except for that which is necessary take from the dunya that which is necessary وَتْرُكْ مُخَالَطَةِ النَّاسِ إِلَّا فِيمَا لَبُدَّ مِنْ And abandon mixing with the people Except for that which is necessary. Now, إِيَّاكَ وَكَثْرَةُ الْكَلَامِ Again, from the speech of the Salaf. إِيَّاكَ وَكَثْرَةُ الْكَلَامِ يعني beware of speaking too much. فَإِنَّهُ يُظْهِرْ مِنْ عُيُوبِكِ For indeed, it, it, it makes apparent your عُيُوب. Yeah, and your blameworthy characteristics and your blemishes, those blameworthy things within you, it makes it becomes apparent from your speech eventually when you speak too much. Where you harrik, and listen to this, ayyul ikhwa, where you harrik min aduwik ma sakan. Where you harrik min aduwik ma sakan. And what it does, that speech, when you speak too much, it moves, it triggers off in your enemy that which was still. What does that mean? Anyway, you're going to have people who don't like you. People who are just waiting for you to slip up. People who are just waiting for you to say something. And you say it, and the enemy is waiting. Huh? And it, يعني, you harrik ma second. That which is in his heart. From hatred towards you, triggers it off, gives them 
ammunition. And especially these days, speech, how easy is it for it, for it to yani, get passed around? What's up? On the internet? Hmm? Even recorded these days? Gets to Musharrafil Ardwa Gets yeah, to the other side of the world. Now, likewise from the Kalam of the Salaf, concerning Kalam and Sukut, concerning speech and concerning remaining silent. Inna adna naf'is samt as-salama. That the, yani the least benefit or the smallest benefit hmm, from remaining quiet is salama. Uh, yani you stay safe. You stay safe. Mm-hmm. You stay safe from your enemy and from others. And, yani from people uh, speaking against you, your honor and so on. وَأَدْنَا ضَرَرِ النُّطْقِ النَّدَامَةِ and the least harm from speech is nadama. Yani regret. You're gonna regret. Yani it can be worse than that. Because once that speech, as as the scholars they mentioned, speech, before it leaves the mouth, you control it. You control it. But once it's it's gone, once it's spoken with and you and you've said it. Leaves the mouth, that's it. You don't own it anymore. It's gone. And you've affected who you've affected by it. Hmm? And even if you took it back, made Toba and so on, the effects sometimes last. You may have made Toba, but this person who just finds it hard to forgive you for what you said. You backbed him or whatever. And so, the least you're going to feel is Nadama, regret. Now, وَإِذَا كُنْتَ جَلِيسْ قَوْمٌ وَإِذَا كُنْتَ جَلِيسْ قَوْمٌ If you are going to sit amongst the people فَكُنْ أَسْكَتَهُمْ Then be the one who is يعني, the most silent amongst them. Doesn't speak. يعني, you make sure you're the one who speaks the least. Hmm? فَإِنْ أَصَابُوا كُنْتَ مِنْ جُمْلَتِهِمْ And if they're in their speech they are correct in their speech, and he didn't say anything wrong. Find him in jumla to him. Then you're you're considered from being from amongst them and one who has spoken, uh, yeah, correctly, even though you didn't say anything. Hmm? salamta min And if they make mistakes in their speech, then you have, yeah, and you're safe from their mistakes. You understand that? If you're in a group, you're sat with a group of people. Yani, try to be the one who speaks the least. And if they, from their speech, that which they speak with is correct and good speech, then alhamdulillah, yani, you're from them. And you're considered as being those who, even though you didn't speak, yani, part of that speech. But if they make a mistake, and they're wrong in their speech, and you remain quiet, you didn't take part in that. But there's detail to that, we're going to talk about that. Now, Abu Qasim al-Qushayri, he said, As-samt salama wa huwa al-asl. As-samt salama wa huwa al-asl. That 
remain silent in that is safety. In that is safety. That is the origin. Because the origin, what's the origin? Is it is it to speak or to remain quiet? What's the origin? Huh? The origin is quiet. And then you, you speak and then something comes out from you. But the origin is that you, um, the absence of speech. That's the origin. Now, وَالسُّكُوتُ فِي وَقْتِهِ rijal. But remaining silent and quiet in its time and in the right time when it's required to, when it's required from you to remain silent, sifatul rijal. It is the characteristic of men. It is the characteristic of men. Yeah, sometimes it's required and it's better for you to remain quiet. But at the same time, speaking when that is required, min ashraf al That is from the most noblest of characteristics. And sometimes it's required that you speak. You have to speak. But there are those times when it's better for you not to speak. And that is also from Sifat al-Rijal. And not to speak. And if you find the people, you're with the people, they're speaking about certain things, and even, even things which are mubah, or that which in it is sin and so on, then you're remaining quiet. That is Sifat al-Rijal. It's not, it's, not, it's not a weakness. Especially in societies where they encourage being outgoing and you got to speak and يعني, it's blameworthy for you to be shy and so on, to remain quiet. لا. Not in our religion. You remain quiet in its time. That's something which is praised with the Sifat al-Rijal. It's characteristic of the men. Now, however, يعني, following on from that statement from Abu Qasim al-Qushayri, Ali al-Daqaq, he said, من سكت عن الحق That whoever remains quiet يعني concerning the truth يعني truth should be told and needs to be told فهو الشيطان أخرس Then he is a shaytan that is أخرس يعني he is a mute shaytan He's a shaytan but he's mute and he's not, he doesn't speak he's not speaking because that's shaitan. When evil takes place, shaitan ain't going to speak. He ain't, ain't going to speak. Because he wants it to take place. Now, and there's some kalam concerning Imam al-Qurtubi, concerning يعني, speaking, or even if speech is taking place, even if it isn't you speaking, but speech is taking place in your presence, and you continue to remain there. It's come in the in the ayah in the in the in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentioned قَدْ نَزَّلَ فِي الْكِتَابِ أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا أَوْ يُسْتَحْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعَهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ إِنَّكُمْ إِذَنْ مِثْلُهُمْ And it has been revealed in this Quran أَنْ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ And if you hear the verses of Allah يُكْفَرُ بِهَا being disbelieved in أو يستحزأوا بها أو يعني they being they being mocked these ayat the book the verses of Allah and Islam in general is being is being mocked فلا تقعدوا معهم they do not sit with them حتى يخوضوا في حديث غير up until they abandon that speech and they change that speech إنكم إذن مثلهم 
Yani if you were to remain there, if you were to remain there, hmm, then you are just like them. You are just like them. Naam. And there's some kalam, some nice kalam from Imam Al-Qurtabi concerning this uh, in the tafsir of the Quran. Where he said that this shows to us the obligation of staying away from the, ahl, the Ashab Al-Ma'asi, the people of sin. Yani if some evil or some sin becomes apparent uh, amongst them. Because uh, whoever doesn't abandon them and turn away from them, then he's pleased with their action. To be pleased with disbelief is disbelief. To be pleased that disbelief is taking place is disbelief. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا مِثْلُهُمْ Indeed, you are just like them. And if you continue to stay there. فَكُلُّ مَنْ جَلَسَ مَجْلِسْ مَعْسِيَ وَلَمْ يُنْكِرْ عَلَيْهِمْ يَكُونُ مَعَهُمْ فِي الْوِزْرِ And whoever continues to stay with them, and he doesn't make inkar upon them, he doesn't reject that from them. Because the Messenger of Allah, he said, مَنْ رَأَ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا Whoever from amongst you sees an evil, فَلْيَغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِهِ Let him change it with his hand. فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ And if he's not able, فَبِلِسَانِهِ Then with his tongue, let him change it with his tongue. Let him say something. Let him say something. Now, if he has the ability. If he's not, then? If he doesn't have the ability, then with his heart. He should detest that. Now. Now, and then the Imam, he mentioned likewise, this is also concerning Ahlul Bid'ah. The people of innovation. Even from amongst the Muslims, those who innovate into the religion. Those who innovate into the religion. And likewise, you shouldn't stay. And sukut here. Sukut here is not allowed. If you see an evil, then you have to speak. And this here now, it, it, it is, it is يعني, uh, from the sifat al-rijal to speak. Yani this is now nutq fi waqti. You should speak now. You should speak now. Now, but there's a question, ayyul ikhwa. What is better? Al-kalam or samt? What's better? Is it better to speak or is it better to remain quiet? What's better from the two? Hmm? Why is that? Now? Hmm? Like we said, we said that the asal, the origin is what? Hmm? Silence. And if, لَوْكَانَ الْكَلَامِ مِنْ And if, Speech is from silver. Can a sukut? Min dahab. Then remaining quiet is from gold. What's better? What's better, silver or gold? Gold. No doubt. Hmm? So what's better? Silence. Silence? Hmm? It depends. Now, now, now. So, <coughs> this hadith, hadith and topic, it shows to us that qawlul khair yani good speech khairun min samt good speech is better than remaining quiet ittaqdimihi alayh because if you go back to the hadith man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawmil akhir whoever believes in Allah on the last day then let him speak good so that came first before remaining quiet awli yasmat now and because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded with saying a good, a good word, 
or the messenger of Allah sallallahu commanded with saying a good word and if you're not able then to keep quiet and remain silent now now likewise from the speech of the salaf those who said that a person imma yatakallam or imma yaskut you only have two options either you speak or either you remain quiet it's only one of the two fa in takallam fa imma bi khair wa huwa ar-ribh so if he speaks and it is yani good speech then that is ribh yani profit you made a profit and yawm al-qiyamah wa imma sharr wa huwa khasara yani so either you speak or either you remain quiet and when you speak if you were to speak then either you speak a good word and that is profit or either you speak with evil words bad words and that is loss khasara fa in sakat but if you were to do the second and stay and stay quiet fa imma an sharr wa huwa ribh so either you remain quiet from evil and you don't speak that evil word so that is profit that's ribh profit or yani uh, you remain quiet from good you remain quiet from speaking a word of good when it's required hmm? and that is khasara that is lost and so with speech and with silence there is yani two uh, ways of making profit and with silence there is two there are two, uh, two yani with speech and silence both of them there is there are two ways of making uh, a profit and two ways of making a loss hmm? so if you speak you speak with a good word that is profit and if you remains uh, if you speak and you speak with a bad word the evil word that is loss if you remain quiet and you remain quiet from speaking the evil word then that is profit and if you remain quiet from speaking a good word when it's required then that is loss now much has been said concerning speech and concerning silence and yani the, the the last statement concerning speech concerning this part of the hadith is that which has been said concerning why an individual has been given one tongue and two ears why would you give him one tongue but but given two ears huh نعم 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 انما جعل لك لسان واحد you are only given one tongue وأذنان and two ears ليكون ما تسمع اكثر مما تقول so that you may hear more than you speak hmm نعم من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر فليكرم جاره that's the second part of the hadith whoever believes in Allah on the last day then let him honor be generous and be kind to his neighbor now that neighbor to your house but that which is zahir also as sheikh ibn athamin he mentioned and other scholars is that also includes the neighbor yani in the marketplace for example you own a store you own a shop yani fal yukrim jara it wasn't specific to yani the neighbor in 
يعني within the neighborhood يعني next door to your house with يعني the neighbor to your home but also يعني يعني your workplace if you or, or يعني uh, if you were to uh, own uh, a shop a store and the likes نعم but that which يعني is the uh, origin is يعني the neighbor that lives beside you that lives beside you يعني in a home نعم نعم أبشر نتكلم عنه إن شاء الله نعم more يعني the more the neighbor is closer to you than the greater his right the more the neighbor is closer to you than the greater his right but then the question comes as the brother he asked يعني who is considered as being the neighbor from the scholars those who said that which is coming in hadith but the hadith is ضعيف يعني up to 40 houses in each direction يعني your house and then another 40 houses from each direction they're all your neighbors then those who said seven seven in each direction then those who said every house that he is the adhan يعني in your, in your locality from where your house is every other house around you that he is the adhan from the masjid that is your neighbor also and that which has been said also is uh, يعني that house which is attached and it's, it's not 40 houses this direction that direction 7 houses and so on or the other but rather what, it's, what is intended is the house that is directly attached to your house from this side or this side now uh, but what is مهم what is important here is يعني, uh, the closer the neighbor is then the greater his right. The greater his right. Now, even if you were to take the, the position that it's the neighbor directly attached to you, then you should still يعني, uh, work hard and يعني, strive hard to be good to all of the neighbors in, in, in the locality. And it depends from street to street, location to location. And some, some, uh, uh, some streets, only very few houses, everyone knows one another. Hmm? And other uh, places of uh, residence, maybe a, a block of flats. And it's, it's difficult to have that relationship with everyone. Now, but what's important is the more closer the neighbor is to you, then the greater his right is. The neighbor himself or herself, there are four types of neighbors that you can have. The neighbor. الجار المسلم القريبة Neighbor who is Muslim and relative related to you that's the first then الجار المسلم غير القريب the neighbor who is Muslim but not your relative and not related to you the third الكافر الجار الكافر القريب the Neighbor who is a disbeliever, not a Muslim, but he's related to you. But he's related to you. And the fourth, anyone, anyone guess the fourth? Non-Muslim and not related. Non-Muslim and not related. So let's run through them quickly again. The first, Muslim and related. The second, Muslim and not related. Third, non-Muslim and related. The fourth, non-Muslim and he's not related to you. The Muslim 
who is your neighbor and related to you, he has three rights upon you. Lahu thalath hukuk. He has three rights upon you. Haqq al-Islam, the right of Islam, the right of him being a Muslim, and his rights that he has upon you as a Muslim. Haqq al-Qarabah, the right of lineage and being related to you, being a relative. And the right of jiwar, the right of being a neighbor. Now, the, so that's the first. The second was who? Muslim, Muslim, but not related. So how many rights does he have? Two. Two rights. Haqqan. Like what's the first? Haqqal awal. Haqqal islam. And then the second? The right of being a neighbor. And the uh, third is who? Non-Muslim. Non-Muslim? Related. How many rights does he have? Two. Two. What are they? Right. Of being related to you, relative, right of a relative, and neighbor. And the last one, the non-Muslim who is not related to you. One right. What is that right? The right of a neighbor. Now, the right of a neighbor. So that's muhim, ayyul ikhwa, muhim jiddan, important for us to know concerning the neighbors. Yani regardless of him being Muslim, non-Muslim, related to you, or uh, not related to you Every single one of them has at least One right Even the disbeliever Who's not related to you has a right Now And let us come in that hadith Let us come in that hadith uh, That hadith where the messenger of Allah He said Wallahi la yu'min By Allah he doesn't believe Wallahi la yu'min by Allah, he doesn't believe. Wallahi, la yu'min. By Allah, he doesn't believe. Three times. Three times. And they said, the, 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 the Sahaba said, لَقَدْ خَابَ وَخَسِرَ yani Before they even knew who, who, who the Messenger of Allah is talking about, because he just said, by Allah, he, he, yani he doesn't believe. And he hasn't said who yet. He hasn't described who. But they said, indeed, he is unsuccessful and he is in loss. Man ya Rasulullah? Who, O Messenger of Allah Sallallahu They asked. And so he said, Man la ya'man jaruhu bawa'iqah. The one who his, ne- his neighbor is not safe from his harm. And if your neighbor is not safe from your harm, la yu'min. But la yu'min, as we mentioned before, very important, la yu'min, then what that means here, Hmm? That iman that is kamil, kamal iman, very important. In fact, because this has come up a number of times, and it's very easy for a person to misunderstand this, we're gonna we're gonna go into a different mode. We're gonna go into the mode of fiqh and qawaid al fiqh, just very briefly. Alhamdulillah, many of you have been tending for some time now, uh, so we bring the qaida now. We didn't bring it before, but the rule and the principle is this: when we come across those ahadith. Where la yu'min, he doesn't believe. Hmm? Where there's a, a, a negation, la yu'min, or a negation of iman, then the principle with the scholars is as such. That the first thing that we do, this la, that la that you hear, yeah, the negation, no, or not, he doesn't, and he doesn't believe. Hmm? Then, like for example, the hadith, 
that we discussed before. لا يزني الزاني هنا يزني وهو مؤمن يعني the one who fornicates or commits adultery he doesn't believe at the time of fornicating or the one who drinks alcohol doesn't believe at the time of him drinking or the one who steals he's not a believer at the time of stealing يعني this this in Arabic is called نفي negation something something is being negated however يعني there are three levels Yani, what we do is whenever there's a negation, then we carry it first and foremostly to mean either first, nafil wujud, which means a negation of that thing taking place. Yani, that it doesn't take place. I want to make this clear. And then, the second, if we can't, yani, if it's not possible that we can give that negation that meaning, then we move to the second, which is nafil siha, that we negate the correctness of that thing. That yani, it can take place, and when it takes place, yani, if, it do, if it takes place, then the negation here is a negation of the correctness of that thing. And if we can't do that due to some other evidence or some other reason, then we go to nafil kamal. Yani, a negation of the completion and perfection of that thing. So, an example. La salah bihadrat ta'am. There's no prayer. There's no prayer when food is present and being served. What's the first thing we have to do? We have to carry it with the meaning of this negation, nafil wujud. Yani, that it doesn't exist, doesn't take place. Because, yani, how we can understand this is, la salah, there's no prayer, and it doesn't happen, there's no prayer that can take place when food is being served. But is, it, is that the correct meaning here? Is this the meaning of the negation here? Hmm? No, because it, it takes place. It takes place. How many of us, yani at home, uh, it's time for prayer, you maybe, you're going to pray, when the wife says food is ready, or you can smell it, it's ready, it's there on the table. It takes place in the creation. It takes place. So it's not nafil wujud, because it takes place. Because it's not possible that the Messenger of Allah will inform of something not taking place, that it won't take place within the creation, and then it takes place. Not possible. Because he's the messenger of Allah, doesn't lie. And it's not wrong, he doesn't speak with that which is wrong. Another example, لا نكاح إلا بولي hmm? There is no nikah, hmm? except with a wali, a guardian. طيب. And there are those who came along, and said that what this means is, يعني, uh, that, look, it's not possible for a nikah to take place except with the wali. Every nikah that takes place is always with the wali. But is that correct? No. How do we know? Because how many marriages do we see take place and there's no nikah, there's no wali? It takes place. So it's not nafil wujud. Hmm? So what do we do? We go to the next. Nafil siha. That, yani now what we do is, is we carry that negation on the meaning of it, it negating the correctness of that thing. And so, go back to the first hadith. First hadith. La salah bihadrat ta'am. We know it takes place. So it's not nafil wujud, because it takes place. Is it now nafil siha, that your prayer is not correct? La salah, meaning there's no prayer for you that is correct when food is being served. Yani, you can't go to the 
to the next nafi, the next negation. Up until, yani, we have established that it's not the, the one before. So is it this one, that the prayer is not correct? When food is being served. What if you were to pray, even if the food is served? Your wife says, food's ready, come and eat. But you say, you know what, I just want to pray, I want to get it out of the way. Because it's not from the lunifiers from the prayer. And the pillars are there. He prayed with standing. He prayed, he prayed Surah Al-Fatiha. He recited Surah Al-Fatiha. He made the Ruhut and the Sujood and so on. He came with the conditions and everything. Hmm? And he didn't come with the nullifier. So his prayer is correct. So it's not nafyus siha. It's not a negation of the prayer not being correct. So what, it goes to that last nafi. That last negation which is? Nafil kamal. So what it means is? La salah. Kamila. There's no... Prayer that is complete and perfect, yani with the perfect, complete reward. Hmm? When food is being served. Why? Because of the khushu, you're thinking about food. Clear? So, la nikah illa biwali. That there's no nikah except with the wali. It's not the first, it's not nafil wujud because we see it take place. How many marriages do you hear? Yani they didn't even know that the, the, the guardian has to be present or his consent. Got married. Hmm? We intended good, and alhamdulillah, he's practicing, I'm practicing. Huh? You know, or uh, guardian, he's, he's, he doesn't want to know. doesn't want to know. And so he's relieved himself from the, from the right to the guardianship, so we got married. No. La nikah illa biwali. We said, it's not nafil wujud, because it takes place. Then we go to the next, which is? Nafil siha. Is it that? How do we know? Because it's from the pillars. It's from the pillars and because of the hadith, the proof, with the other hadith, where the Messenger of Allah he said, He said, Ayyuma imra'a. Any woman, nakahat nafsaha, who marries herself, min ghayri idni waliha. Yani without the permission of her wali, fa nikahuha ba'til. Then her nikah is ba'til. It's batil, it's false. Yeah, it's a clear negation of its correctness. Not correct. They got married without a wali, the marriage is not correct. They have to be separated. They married again with the, with the wali's permission. What about the tayyib? Same, same tayyib, that's what the... Um, yeah, in this masala, ikhwa, this is something we discussed even last night in, in Manchester concerning the conditions of, of, of uh, marriage and so on. It's a mushkila. Um, the majority of this ummah, the scholars, all of them, the madahib, all say that the wali, the guardian, is a condition. Condition for the nikah to be correct. Except for the ahnaf, except for the Hanafis. Except for the Hanafi madhab. And they said that this hadith is da'if, but however the hadith is, is authentic. And many other hadith support this. But the decisive proof in the Qur'an, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, وَلَا تَعْدُلُوهُنَّ أَن إِذَا تَرَاضَوْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ In Surah Al-Baqarah. Hmm? Do not prevent them. فَلَا تَعْدُلُوهُنَّ Do not prevent them from marrying their former husbands. Hmm? إِذَا تَرَاضَوْ بَيْنَهُمْ If they يعني, uh, are pleased to come back together. What's the, how do we extract the proof from that? Naam? Do, it's, an, it's a khitab, an address to the guardians. And you do not prevent them from marrying. 
And so, for example, if we say, if we say now that the wali is not the condition, then him preventing her from getting married, there's no athar to it. Yeah, and there's no effect to it because he she doesn't need his permission anyway. Huh? Is that clear? Hmm? So that is a clear proof in the Quran. Clear proof, proof in the Quran that the wali, the, the guardian is a, a condition. And likewise, because the thayyib, the brother he mentioned the thayyib, um, because there's a hadith on that which they use as the proof. A thayyib, a haqqub binafsiha min waliyiha. That the thayyib, thayyib means the, the woman who was previously been married. Yani deflowered. Not the virgin. Not the virgin. Yani she's been previously married. Hmm? Then, yani, this hadith, the translation of it is that the thayyib, the woman who has been previously married before, she has more right to herself than her wali. Hmm? But that doesn't mean that she can now marry without the, yani the permission of the guardian. No, because of the hadith we mentioned before, any woman who marries herself without the permission of the wali, then her nikah is batil. But what it means is that which the other hadith, another hadith explains. لا تنكح البكر حتى تستأذن That the bikr, the virgin, is not married حتى تستأذن Up until hmm? she, she gives permission And they asked how is the permission The messenger of Islam said And the testament that she, she, she remains quiet That's her permission hmm? ولا تنكح الثيب And the thayyib is not married, meaning the woman who's been previously married. She is not to be married. Hatta tustamar. Up until yani her affair is taken, meaning she's consulted. Because the bikr, the virgin, yani usually, yani, uh, she's shy and so on, doesn't have experience. And so the, the, the guardian, yani he, uh, yani he may find someone who's suitable for her. She may be shy and so on. He still has to get her permission. He still has to get her permission. She has to be pleased with it. But her... Permission is, yani if she stays quiet, then that's her permission. But if she clearly says no, then it's not allowed. And there's that hadith of Khansa, when she, when she came to the Messenger of Allah and she said that my father, he married me, hadith in Sahih Bukhari, when she said that my father married me to a man and I, I, did, uh, yani, uh, I didn't want to marry him. And so the Messenger of Allah he said, he, he, um, he, so he rejected, he rejected the nikah of her father. He rejected it. He rejected it. And she has the khiyar. She has the choice to either remain with that husband or to uh, yani nullify the marriage. Now, uh, but the point being is yani we've branched off. De- yeah, definitely we branched off. Mm. But yani there's a fa'idah. There's a fa'idah. And go back to that hadith which we mentioned before uh, in one of the previous sessions. That the la yazni zani hina yazni wa huwa mu'min Going back to that principle that we mentioned in fiqh, that that hadith which mentions that the one who fornicates, the one who steals, the one who uh, drinks alcohol, at the time of doing those actions, he doesn't believe. Is it nafil wujud? Hmm? No. How do we know? Hmm? Because it takes place. Because if we're going to say it's nafil wujud, it never takes place. Yani what it means that the believer at the time of fornicating, he doesn't believe. So a believer will never do that. Never happened to a believer. But is, is, is that right? No. For us to carry that negation on that meaning? No. Why? Because we see believers, Muslims, they fornicate. They steal. 
They drink alcohol. The woman from Juhayna, the Qabila, that tribe, when she came, when she came to the Messenger of Allah and uh, she said, uh, and she came, and she was pregnant from adultery. She, pre- she was pregnant. And she said, uh, She came to the Messenger of Allah and she said, I have done that which uh, requires the punishment. Requires the punishment to be applied to me. فَأَقِمْهُ عَلَيْهِ So, carry that out on me. So the Messenger of Allah he sent her back and he said to her, Hawali, أَحْسِنْ إِلَيْهَا Be good to her and bring her back after she gives birth. And when she gave birth, and he ordered that she be stoned. Which is the punishment as we mentioned last week in the hadith. And then, the Messenger of Allah صَلَّى عَلَيْهَا He prayed over her. Huh? If that action... And it is nafil wujud didn't take didn't doesn't yani, take place with the believer. Hmm? Then yani, why would the Messenger of Allah pray over her? Because she's a believer. The Messenger of Allah would not pray over the disbelievers. Fasallah the Messenger of Allah prayed over her and then Umar ibn Khattab he said, alayha zanat. Yani, are you praying over her? And she committed adultery? So the Messenger of Allah he said لَقَدْ تَابَتْ تَوْبَةً That she has made a tawbah. Huh? If it was to be divided among 70 men from Ahl, from, from Ahl Medina, لَوَسِعَتْهُمْ yani it would, it, That would equal the tawbah of 70 men from, from Medina. Naam. Which shows to us that it's not nafil wujud because it takes place amongst the believers. It takes place. And it's not naf, nafil sihha. Yani, that it's negating that iman, that she has no iman. Why? Because the Messenger of Allah prayed over her. He's not allowed to pray over the disbelievers. So it means that this nafi is nafil kamal, meaning complete iman. It's a negation, meaning the, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't fornicate. Yani, the believer doesn't fornicate at the time of fornicating. Uh, yani, he doesn't believe at the time of fornicating. He doesn't believe that iman that is. Kamil. That's what it means. That's what it means. Now, and so, yeah, we mentioned that because the initial hadith was "Wallahi la yu'min, Wallahi la yu'min, Wallahi la yu'min." The one who his neighbor isn't safe from his harm. Now, the likes of this, yeah, uh, any word in here, "falyukrim" that has come in the last two, yeah, uh, uh, descriptions or. Yani the commands, yani to be generous and kind and to honor, falyukrim jara, falyukrim vaifa. Then the meaning of yukrim here, as we said, is to honor, to be generous and to be kind. However, this ikram, yukrim, as Sheikh Ibrahim Thameen, he mentioned it is, it is general. Because when you say honor and be good and be kind, it's not specific. It's 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 unrestricted. And he didn't say, "Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him feed his neighbor, let him clothe him." And he wasn't specific. Let him give him some from something from his wealth. No, it was left unrestricted. And so the principle tells us in in the Sharia, as Sheikh Ibn Thamim mentioned, that whenever anything comes in the in our religion and it's left mutlaq. Unrestricted, then 
it goes back to the urf. It goes back to the customs and the traditions of the people. Hmm? And so, as uh, as we mentioned, وَالْعُرْفُ مَعْمُلُونَ بِهِ إِذَا وَرَدْ حُكْمٌ مِنَ الشَّرْعِ الشَّرِيفِ لَمْ That The urf we go back to and we act upon the uh, customs and the traditions. If there comes a ruling in the shara' sharif, yani in, in our noble legislation, the Islamic legislation, lam yuhadda. Yani it's that which Islam didn't yani, um, um, like, yani come with detail concerning. How is that ikram? It didn't specify how is that ikram? How are you to be uh, kind and uh, yani honor your, your neighbor? However, yani, um, that which is common, when we talk about honoring the neighbor, the neighbor and being good to the neighbor, that which is common yani in most of uh, the communities is that a person should be good towards uh, his neighbor, uh, to his family, not to harm the neighbor nor his family. Um, yani to, to honor the, um, the neighbor and his family and not to, not to uh, transgress against the honor, the honor of them. Um, likewise, not to look into that private space of the neighbor, not to go beyond bounds, not to transgress against his property, his wall, or anything connected to his property, not to transgress, not to take down his wall or to ta- take over his wall in whatever way, or even his his driveway, as scholars they mention, even his driveway, park in front of his driveway, you're transgressing against the neighbor. Now. Now, and there is coming that hadith wherein uh, Abdullah ibn Amr he mentioned that uh, the when there was a sheep that was slaughtered, yani someone within his family slaughtered a, uh, a sheep, and he said, "Have you given some to our Jewish neighbor?" And he repeated it a number of times. He said, "For indeed, I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu say, "Ma zala Jibril yusini fil jar." Jibreel السلام, did not cease and didn't stop to advise me concerning the rights of the neighbor. Huh? Up until I thought that he was going to inherit, that he, that he was going to give the neighbor the right to some inheritance. Because he's well known in inheritance, the neighbor, he doesn't inherit. The neighbor has no connection to you. As it relates to your inheritance. The property that you leave behind, nothing goes to the neighbor. It goes to your, yani the, the, your relatives. Those closely related to you. Now. فَلْيُكْرِمْ <clears> ضَيْفَ <throat> This is the last part of the hadith. فَلْيُكْرِمْ ضَيْفَ Let him honor his uh, guest and let him be kind to his guest and generous to his guest. Now. So whoever believes in Allah on the last day, let him honor and be kind to his Guest. And the guest is the one who comes to visit you. Yani one who travels from outside outside of the city to come and visit you, or even within the city, comes to visit you, comes to stay with you. This is the guest. Now, Mankana Yumin Billahi wal Yomil Akhir Fal Yukrim Daifa. The Messenger of Sasam in another hadith he mentioned it a number of times. And in the the last time, or yani the, the 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 last time he said it, when he said, 
من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليكرم ضيفه فليكرم ضيفه جائزته let him honor his guests جائزته يعني with his prize or his reward and so they asked ما جائزته يا رسول الله they said what is his reward what is his reward قال يوم وليلة he said a day and a night one day and one night والضيافة ثلاثة أيام وما وراء ذلك فهو الصدقة عليه ضيافة يعني to, to, to host ضيافة to host is three days and that which is beyond that is صدقة charity uh, to him and so the first day the scholars they mentioned the first day and night then that is obligatory that is obligatory يعني to give him what he needs to feed him to يعني give him somewhere to sleep whatever he needs يعني without يعني bringing about burden burdens upon yourself and hardship and the second and the third night second and the third day and night then that is mustahab that's the meaning and so those three days and nights together the first of them is wajib day and night and then the second and the third is mustahab but all three together is ziyafa there is honor, yani, uh, hosting the guest and that which is beyond that is sadaqah is charity to him however it has been said that this is concerning the people yani, of the uh, small towns and villages and this applies to these people who live within small towns and villages a number of scholars have said this yeah, it is obligatory upon them when someone comes to visit them that they give them that one day and night. That's what's obligatory upon them. Then the second and third is mustahab. That which is beyond that is, is sadaqah. As for the amsar, yeah, the major cities, the big cities, then what the scholars they say then it is uh, not obligatory upon them. Not obligatory upon them. Something which is mustahab upon them but due to the Big cities having within them fanadiq, hotels, mata'im, restaurants and so on. Then, يعني, it is not, يعني, uh, he has, uh, he is able, has the ability and he is able to find somewhere to stay. Has the ability to, to eat and so on. And so some of the scholars they mention that that applies to the people that live within small uh, towns and villages where, wherein there are no hotels. No restaurants like this. No. And again, فَالْيُكْرِمْ Left unrestricted. And so what do we do? What does it mean to be to, to honor? When we say to honor the guest, to be good to him, to be kind to him, to, to host him. How do we define that? What's the... Yani, uh, uh, hmm? We go with the arf. We go with the custom. We go with the customs of the people. Now. So, يعني, that differs from place to place, from country to country, city to city. It, it, it differs. And so, some, some parts of the world, in the Arab world, for example, in Saudi Arabia, and some parts of the Arab, in the Arab world, and maybe elsewhere, but Saudi Arabia specifically, they're very hospitable, very different from here, very different. 
يعني as a guest if you were to go to their house قهوة كافي ها يصب 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 ها these brothers know يعني they pour and they pour and they pour يعني they, they, they even serve it in small little cups if you've seen those Chinese uh, teacups the small teacups specifically they, pour, they use those small cups why? so that the that the that the host has to work harder. Yani, because you're going to drink that fairly quickly. It's going to go in one shot. Hmm? And so, he comes himself, he comes, stands right next to you, and serves again, so he can constantly serve you. Constantly serve you. He dates. And then after, yani, you've drank it, and he, even to the extent where, it's considered within their culture, that the cup, even though it's already small, that the cup, the host, if he was to pour the, the, the coffee, if he was to pour it and fill up the cup, even, if, even though it's already small, if he was to fill it up, he's considered as being يعني, a bad host. Why? Because it's almost, because it's almost like he, he, he wants that to last. And, you know, so then he doesn't have to keep serving you. Yeah, and you take your time. Huh? It's like he wants you to get out. So even to that extent, even to that extent, very, uh, maybe even like slaughter uh, sheep or something. Camel. Whole camel. Sh- sheep just for you. Mm? Over here, you, you're looking to get tea and, tea and biscuits. <laughs> mm? <laughs> Dry as well. Huh? <laughs> now, but it goes back to the, to the, uh, to the culture. It goes back to the culture. Now. Um, but again, yeah, and that which um, is uh, recommended, no doubt, upon the Muslim, even if we're going to say it's not obligatory, that when you have a guest, to show the best of manners towards him, you need to smile and so on, and um, to make him feel welcome that he can stay and so on. You know, even though there may be hotels around and restaurants, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, need to person say, I don't have to because you know what, there's hotels and there's restaurants. You can eat it. You can you can go out and whatever. Uh, then, yani, um, he loses out. He loses out on, yani, from that reward, from that which, yani, that good that comes about by way of yani, hosting a guest. Let me finish with a question. That is, if a guest he comes, a guest comes to your house, and your house is uh, quite small, or even if you have a spare room for him to stay, but it's a small house. And the setup of the house is such that if it was to stay there, it's difficult because yeah, the segregation and all of this stuff. Uh, the wife's around, you've got daughters and so on. Hmm? Yeah, and if you were to say, brother, he is a hundred pounds, check into a hotel. Huh? Can he do that? Can he do that? Can he say, you know, I'll give you a hundred pounds, man. I'll just stay in a hotel. I even took in 20 pounds, go to, go to uh, Mahmoud's, get a burger. <laughs> uh, yeah, the hotel, the stick to the hotel, because yeah, I'm sure you can feed him. Hmm? Is that allowed? Huh? Sheikh Ibn Athameen, he says that it's allowed for a need. No doubt. It's, it's, uh, if there's a need, and a durur, a necessity, you can't accommodate him. You can't accommodate him. You come from far. And it's, it's still something, it's still from Ikram, even if you were to give him that money. It's still from Ikram. Being kind to him and generous. 
and they give him 100 pounds or whatever and check, book, book him into a hotel yourself without even giving him the money uh, you can go online whatever book him in uh, nah it's better that way than saying he's 100 pounds it's better that way mashallah yeah so we'll finish with that وفق الله جميع ما يحبه ويرضاه وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى صحبه أجمعين